Will you pray with me? We praise you, good Lord, newborn King, and our Savior. We ask you to speak to us afresh as we celebrate your coming into our midst. And we pray in your name, Jesus. Amen. Twenty-five years ago, a haunting song hit the charts. And um, if you are one of the seniors who are at Coleman's lunch, he stole my thunder, but I thought of it first. Uh, if you listened to the radio at all 25 years ago, you'd have had to have heard it. I know I did, over and over, as I drove home from Pittsburgh each day after work. The chorus was this. What if God was one of us? Just a slob like one of us. Just a stranger on the bus, trying to make his way home, back to heaven all alone. What if God was one of us? That's a haunting question, isn't it? My son, when he heard I was going to talk about this song, pointed out to me the misuse of the subjunctive. <laughs> it tells you a little about him. My son-in-law said, that song is disgusting. But for me, this song is haunting. The, the tone of the song is confusing. You can't really tell. Go back and listen to it if you've never heard it. Is it taunting? Is it sarcastic? Is it blasphemous? You're not really sure. Maybe there's even a hint of longing. Could this be true? When I, I posed this idea to my son, he shook his head, no way, Mom. Like, ah, come on, really? Ah, but still, you know, it's not so different from how Jesus was received, right? When he was walked on our earth, right? Some people were haunted. Some people were curious, some people were disdainful, and some were longing. And I still find the words of this song haunting. Uh, I've been a follower when I first heard it of Jesus for many years. But that song forced me to think again, afresh, about what it would be like if, if Jesus, you know, was here. He'd been born in our time. What would it be like? And, uh, an ordinary man on a metro car or on a crowded bus, right, at the end of the day, squeezed into that hot, sweaty, maybe even smelly crowd, maybe knocking intentional, unintentionally against me when the car stopped or started. What if? What if God was one of us? And I realized that my picture of Jesus had become haloized. Right? Or stained, we don't have stained glass, but stained glass. You know how lots of theological ideas, they become like stained glass. They're beautiful, but they're not really a part of us. And I thought, you know, I've been talking to Jesus, talking to Jesus for lots of years, but I realized I didn't really picture him like that. Right? Like someone I could meet on the checkout count, you know, on the checkout line, or be squeezed against in a crowded bus as I tried to grab onto some handhold. I mean, really deep down, I'm, I didn't recognize him as one of us, someone like me or like you. I knew he was born in Bethlehem, like you do. I knew that he got tired and hungry as we did, at least in theory. I 
maybe did ask the Samaritan woman for a glass of water. I guess it was thirsty. I, I knew it in my head, right? But what if, if God really was one of us? This is the message of Christmas, isn't it? That God really did become one of us. An ordinary human being. Think of it. Born into an ordinary peasant family. One of us. Likely born in a crowded peasant home. What, Mary? Not a stable? Not kicked out of an inn? Nope. Not likely. There were no inns in Palestine in that day. Uh, the word in there is really translated, it is a lodging space. But it's the same word that Jesus used when he sends his disciples to prepare a room for the Passover. Remember that? And what did he call it? A upper room. Right? So, Palestinian homes were usually, peasant homes, were one floor, one big room. And then there was a lower level, still part of that one big room, where they would bring animals in at night. Right? And, and the animals then wouldn't be stolen. But also the heat of the animals would help the house to be warm. And some of these homes had lodging spaces, guest rooms, in an upper room. Sometimes they used the roof for that. There are peasant homes in the Middle East that are still like this. Nope. Probably he was born. And remember, too, this culture, unlike ours so much, is a culture of hospitality and honor. And families, like we, when we say family, we mean our close closest relatives, right? But there, family means cousins and second cousins and 20, 20 cousins, 20th cousins, you know? And that's all family. And that goes backwards and forward down the generations. It's all family. You would never not provide hospitality to a family member. Joseph, as you heard, is of the house and lineage of David, right? That's royalty. Remember King David? So people would be nudging to get their share of showing honor to this family who was coming into town for the census. And chances are that guest room, that upper room, was full of relatives who had beaten them to it, who had gotten there first. The, the, every guest room in Bethlehem was probably crowded with probably more than one family in it. No way would Jesus' family, Jesus' parents, especially with Mary being pregnant, be denied hospitality. So Jesus was born while they were there, we read tonight. Not in a hurry, and likely born in that big room, that big one room, surrounded by women who were eager to have a part in the birth. The men, pacing, probably smoking outside, right? <laughs> so, and then, I forgot to tell you this, so those one rooms with the animals down there, they have mangers sort of carved out of that first floor so that the feeding trough was right there. Easy. They didn't have to go out and bring the food in or whatever. It was right there. So what a perfect place for the newborn baby to be laid. Right there, in the middle of it all. 
with all the joy and hubbub around him. We might think that doesn't sound so ideal for a birth, but that culture, that's the way it should be. Everyone should be a part of it, and the baby should be right there, close to us all. If God was one of us, right from his birth, he was. He was. It was an ordinary birth to an ordinary, well, if any birth can be called ordinary, right? It was an ordinary birth in an ordinary family in an ordinary community. Now, at the same time, you heard this read wonderfully by Mike. At the same time that Jesus was born, some ordinary shepherds were watching their sheep at night. You can imagine what it must have been like. I don't think I would want to have night duty as a shepherd. You know, they're tired, right? Are they, you know, remember that feeling of, I sometimes have it on my way home to Winchester after a long day, right? I want toothpicks to hold my eyes open, right? So the shepherds are watching their sheep, you know, whatever they did to keep one another awake. And suddenly, the tired little band is invaded by a great light and a booming voice. It was terrifying. It's sort of the opposite of crashing a party. Heaven crashed their little gathering. The glory of God crashing into the night. And the angel, seeing their fear, as angels usually do, the first thing they say is, fear not. For behold, I bring you good news, a great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And then something more. Have you any of you seen the Aurora Borealis? Raise your hand. Any of you? Well, good. I have not. But everyone I know who has, they can't stop talking about it. And they don't have language to describe how majestic it is. So just amazing. Just imagine that 10, 15, 100 times more, right? Something more impressive than that across the streaming across the sky. A multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased. Can you imagine? Can you imagine an ordinary shepherd doing his ordinary work and the glory of God crashes in on the night? Can you imagine the shock? I don't think I can, not really. When the angels told them this startling news that a Savior had been born full of fear, and full of joy. I'm sure they weren't sure which was which. But, as we know, they decided to see for themselves. Now, as you also may know, shepherds were not exactly high up on the social strata. Right? They were down low. Kind of on the bottom rung. If not, yeah, close to it, if not the very bottom. So think about it. They're coming to see a newborn king. Do you think they worry? Will they let us in? Will we be welcomed? Will we be shown to the servant's entrance? Or turned away? 
Or did their awe and excitement just block out any of that? Maybe they didn't even think of it. They were so overcome by the angels, they figured the angels knew. But when they got there, they were welcomed. It was a home not much different than their own. Ordinary shepherds were welcomed into an ordinary peasant home. The baby was one of them, just like them. The baby was one of us, one of us, all of us. A while later, we're not really sure how much later, magi, wise men, we're told, come from the east. Were they astrologers? We don't really know, but maybe. I mean, they followed the stars, the star. They looked at the planets and figured it out. They were certainly Gentiles, outcasts to Jews, right? Not people who should know about God, or at least their God. But did you notice? They too are welcomed. Expecting a king? They found it ordinary baby. But they worshipped. They gave their gifts. These religious pariahs knew. They recognized Jesus, the newborn king. One of us. God did become one of us. Welcoming all of us to be a part of his family to join the crowded room where he was born. Women and men, shepherds and carpenters, peasants and wealthy ones, insiders and outsiders. If he had come today in the flesh, we would be welcomed to stand next to him on the crowded bus where he and we are trying to get home. He would welcome us to travel with him on the bus in our neighborhoods, in the office, or at school, where he longs to touch us with his love. Ordinary people's like, people like us, touched by God. That, my friends, is the remarkable message of Christmas. That Jesus, God, became an ordinary human being. That this man, Jesus, welcomes ordinary people like you like me, welcomes us to rub shoulders with him so that his love rubs off on us. And just as remarkable, to the extent that his love rubs off on us, it rubs off on others whom we touch, right? Here's how St. Augustine put it. Pardon the generic male language, but it doesn't work otherwise. Here's what he said. The only Son of God, having become the Son of Man, makes many sons of men the sons of God. Isn't that good news? Or as C.S. Lewis put it, the Son of God became a man to enable men to become sons of God. This is the remarkable message of Christmas, that Jesus became an ordinary human being so ordinary human beings could become like him. And can you imagine the cost? I don't think I can. The amount of love this demonstrates to leave the splendor of the Godhead in the heavens for the life of an ordinary 
human being here on earth. To leave a heavenly kingdom, to give up a heavenly kingdom, to be born as a vulnerable baby, needing to be nursed and clothed and then taught to work wood. To leave the intimacy he knew with his father, to come here and listen and touch and heal the broken and unnoticed, the untouchable, so to speak. And to face the kind of death almost always reserved for terrorists. To do all that for us, for ordinary people like us, this is the love that Jesus has for us, for each of us, and for all of us together who are his extended family. A love that he calls us into as we worship and love and follow him. You know, that old song asks teasingly, sarcastically, maybe a little bit longingly, what if God was one of us? But tonight, we celebrate the wondrous, delightful, almost unbelievable fact, even if it's become rote to our ears, that he is one of us. God was and is one of us. And he longs to make us one of his. Aren't we lucky? Aren't we blessed? Tonight, come and worship our newborn king. And Merry Christmas. Do, Lord, come and make yourself known. Be in our midst and call us into yours. In Christ's name, amen.